Hey everyone, welcome back to another roundtable discussion by the fifth person. So my name is Adam, I'm the editor-in-chief and with me once again, I have my regular guests Rusmin, Hello, Victor, everyone. and Kenny. Hi. And this is going to be our last roundtable discussion for the year. So we're going to end off the year with a quick roundtable about the investment lessons that really hit us during 2020. So I mean, this year has been quite a crazy year in a way. So we want to share, you know, the stuff that we've learned investing during the markets during this uh, period. So guys, what are your biggest investment lessons this year? All right. So I think maybe let me start off, uh, just summarize about this year. I mean, this is the most interesting year that all of us have actually gone through uh, because we have both the bull and the bear market in one single year. We have market crashed by 38% in the US within a month and then subsequently six months down the road the market have recovered all the losses which happened in the first half of uh, 2020 right yeah. so there are many lessons that you can draw upon uh in, in terms of investing and uh, one of it for me personally is of course uh, you know changing the target price right so what happened back then was i still remember in the month of march of 2020 at the peak of the pandemic when the market was melting down every day you're just seeing the prices you know collapsing by five to ten percent and i remember seeing my watch this a lot of companies were triggering the circuit breaker right so you couldn't <laughs> trade those companies suspended for 15 minutes and then you can only place your order afterward right so that was the moment where it was the most intense and i still remember trying to buy this company called mastercard i bought mastercard at a time when the price was crashing down at about two dollar and two hundred forty five two dollars would have been a great price yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i remember i trying to place the second tranche at about 210 right mm. so at that time the market was melting down every single day you know and it was in the middle of the night uh, before i went to the bed i was keying the order to to put and buy the second tranche and then my wife suddenly tell me that you know uh, you should key in your orders below $200 because the price is crashing so fast, right? So I wanted to key in at $210 and at that time, so I kind of like, you know, without much thought because the market was melting down so fast and maybe I got a chance to pick it up at below $200. Mm. So I key in my order price at below $200 and next day when I wake up, MasterCard just went up to 230 uh, <laughs> and I missed my second tranche. Okay, yeah. so my key lesson here is that, you know, I was actually have already priced in mind the target price that I wanted to buy for MasterCard. But at the time, I don't know why, I basically didn't stick to the system and then I changed the target price because everything was melted down so fast. And and today, as I look back on the hindsight, you know, it was just a stupid decision. I should have bought MasterCard at the time and today I'll be sitting in an even much more profitable mm than my first position. So you wanted yeah. to buy it at a price and the market already got to that price. And under yeah. normal circumstances, you would have just bought, bought it. it. Yeah. But then because it was such a crazy drop for the markets at those times, you just really thought that it would go even lower. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there are many reasons why I did that also because first I have a limited capital. At the time, there were so many companies to buy mm -hmm. and I was trying to be more careful on the price that I enter on those uh, companies. So I was you know, trying to you know, filter out companies that are a lot more resilient. So I'm focusing my resources, capital on those companies. At the same time, MasterCard is in the, on the other basket where these are the companies that directly hit by the COVID-19, right? Because spending across the travel, MasterCard actually contribute on a big segment over there. So they are, I kind of like affected. So I kind of like, you know, expect them not to recover that fast. They, 
price may be overhang for another couple of years before the pandemic is over, mm. right? But who knows? I mean, within six months, everything just go up so fast, so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was your wife that told you it was going to go down, right? Well, <laughs> so what's the moral of the story? Yeah, I can't blame her. Don't listen to your wife. Don't listen to your wife. I hope. No, no, no. I mean, yeah. uh, can we keep this in the video? Yeah. <laughs> I hope my wife is not watching this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it just it just went way below. It didn't, it didn't go down. It didn't go down to yeah. two hundred. It was the worst. I remember it was two hundred three. So mm -hmm. I could have bought my second tranche at that time. Mm -hmm. But today, Masker is above three hundred dollars plus. Yeah. So yeah. But the good news is we did get. Uh, your yeah. stock of Mastercard, we're still shareholders, and I mean, we got in when we could get in, and yeah. it still turned out all right. So the biggest lessons again for me is that during the downtime, stick to your plan, don't change your target price because this is a very common mistake that I observe. Also, not just happened to me, but happens to a lot of us uh, who are trying to change the target price because everything was you know being sell down so quickly. All right, mm -hmm. so we tend to extrapolate what happened like few days ago, and then it's going to happen again all the way. Right, mm -hmm. so it should not be that way. You have to stick to your target price, allocation plan, and then stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. So my investment lesson is pretty similar to to yours, Bruce because <laughs> I I was in the I mean in, during March and April it was like a crazy time. The markets were just really going down. I mean this has been recorded as the fastest drop yeah. in history for the U.S. markets, and I still remember in March when you know. COVID just kind of like hit the US and then no one really knew how COVID was going to affect the yeah. country, right? The, Trump was like bungling his response to the whole pandemic. Um, you don't know how many people were going to get infected. The cases, the case counts were unreliable. But I was reading the forums and I was on Reddit and a lot of those like frontliners, you know, in healthcare and all that, they were saying that it's, it's crazy. It's yeah. going to get so much worse. There's no PPE. The regulations, they don't really care about it. It's just going to be basically like it's going to explode. Yeah, there was I, so much bad news I remember at yeah. the time. Reading the press, uh, people are getting out of job, businesses are closing down. Yeah. It's just so scary, right? And that at was in March and April, and you had no idea what was going to happen. So at that point, the market had already gone down maybe like almost 30%. And mm. I was remembering that look, it's going to get worse. Everyone knows there's going to be a two week incubation for COVID, and then you're going to start seeing people die literally die and I was thinking look it's gone down so much but I think it's really going to get worse because this incubation is going to hit and it's going to just exponentially grow because how infectious of how infectious this yeah. disease is going to be and I was betting all right in my mind that it was going to go lower so same as you like Rasmin so <laughs> it was like you thought MasterCard was going to go lower I thought the market markets would go lower and then the incredible thing is the moment that happened and people really started dying, you know, in the US. You look at the number of daily cases, it yeah. just started going up. And the incredible thing was that the markets went up as well at the same time. <laughs> I was like, that was, that, was, that was a shock for me because we always like, you know, they say the stock market is not the economy. Yeah. And they, they say that a lot of times. But in, in some ways, you kind of feel that it's, it's, there's still some link. You still need people to be around to survive, right? To shop and boost the economy for, for the businesses to do well. But it was just really such a, a, a disconnect to see that as people were dying and more and more people were dying, the markets just kept going up. They just didn't care. And my mistake was that, you know, uh, I should have bought more, <laughs> right? Because I thought it was going go to go, go, some more, go down some more. So I didn't, I didn't deploy everything that I could. But then again, you can't predict that. 
But again, like Rusman was saying, you go stick to your plan, uh, to the system. And thankfully, of course, we managed to deploy some of my cash. I mean, our cash and I deployed some of my cash as well. So, but then again, I was, my mistake was trying to predict how the market was going to go. We could have all in at that time, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, I actually all sold side, everything that I own, my house, my, my kids, everything. And just invest in the market. But obviously, you know, that's the benefit of hindsight. We, can't, we just have yes. no idea. So yeah. stick to the system. Yeah, that's my investment lesson. So, I mean, yeah, that was that's for me. So what about you guys? Well, for me, it's like... Uh, I've learned a lot from you guys, you know, like, don't listen to your wife, don't listen to economists, <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to your news anchor. But I think most importantly is really be prepared, have a watch list. By the time when the market goes down, for me, the lesson is just to be uh, prepared, you know, to know what you are, what are the companies that you are, uh, you want to invest in. Mm. And then once it, it hits your target price, just enter in uh, several challenges, have a plan. So the, the idea here is to be disciplined, stay within your circle of comp competence and invest for the long run. So uh, I think one of the greatest ob observation I had is because a lot of people are, are, have been asking me when it crashes, like what mm -hmm. are the top few stocks that they could get in? So do you guys know what are the top few hotter stocks uh, in 2020? Tesla. 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 Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I should have bought Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. <laughs> yeah, so the so the thing is when you do not have a plan emotionally you'll be put in the direction to find the, the hottest stock at that point in time, which one will mm -hmm. give you the greatest return in the short run. So the, the top three hottest stocks in 2020 right here, I have this chart right here, is mm. uh, Novavax, you know, basically a producer of vaccine, went up uh, year to date 2,900%. Wow. Percent. wow. wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, if you have in, you probably make a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Tesla went up uh, by 642%, mm -hmm. and Zoom went up by uh, close to 500%. Oh yeah, Zoom was a really... Big one, I mean, it was all over the place uh, when COVID really hit. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but the thing with all these hot stocks is like, you do not know when uh, when to get out, you know, you know when to get in, when to get out. Unless you're, you're, you're a very good trader, probably you make that, that short burst. But in the long run, it, it doesn't make sense because for us as value investors, our, our goal is to invest for retirement, right? Around the next 20, 30 years and, and have this nest egg that we can retire comfortably, comfortably on. So what I want to share is the comparison between Novavax and uh, MasterCard, right? You see year-to-date share price, Novavax went up by 2,900%. Mm -hmm. And then uh, MasterCard only went up by 12%, which, which isn't much because it went down and it came back up. But then mm -hmm. if you see the share price performance in the long run, you can see MasterCard went up by 1,230% uh, mm -hmm. compared to Novavax of 136%. Novavax is almost like fireworks, right? In a short run, um, it, they make a lot of money and then people are very optimistic about future because this cash flow that comes in, they can reinvest into uh, the pipeline and produce new drugs, potentially produce new, new drugs. But all these are, are not, I mean, you cannot There's no be, guarantee. There's no guarantee. Yeah. You cannot be certain about future. But then, however, MasterCard, you can uh, be sure that they'll continue make, uh, yeah. to make you money year after it. year. Yeah. Once the travel recover, they make their cross-border spending, their cross-border revenue will start to come back. Mm -hmm. And then as people do more digital spendings, right, uh, contactless payments and stuff, people will tend to use more cards. So that will support them. But so, and last but not least, you also have to, Remind yourself that you know the the stock price actually eventually will follow the fundamentals of the company. You can mm -hmm. see that the revenue for Mastercard actually grew for the past nine years, mm -hmm. right? And compared to Novavax was was actually flat. And then their net income 
growing year after year since mm. 2011 compared to Noah Beck. So that's why there's this quote by Warren Buffett that I really like, say investing is not a game where the guy with the 160 IQ beats the guy with the 130 IQ. Mm. Once you have ordinary intelligence, what you need is the temperament to control the urges that get other people into trouble in investing. So this really resonated with me this year. So you, you were just kind of like observing that, you know, because I think the crash was really something, but the rebound was also really something, right? Yes. And I think that's why you see a lot of people who, I think kind of like go out there you know, on the streets, you kind of see like people who don't really typically invest, they start to talk about the stock market yeah. and what stocks they're looking at. Tesla is a big one. So that's what you're observing. And then these people are kind of like rushing into these hot stocks which yeah. may not actually be, you know, be as successful as a MasterCard over the long term. That's what you've seen, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think people are just focused on the returns uh, or, or the, the how much mm -hmm. the stock price has gone up four or five mm -hmm. times and then they believe that this is going to happen in the future without knowing uh, a lot about the company's business, how they generate their revenue, the mm -hmm. business model, I think which is very risky. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think the lesson is you, you must have like a kind of like a watch list of high quality companies that, yeah. you're, that you want to look at straight away the moment like a crash happens or the prices drop. And you know where to deploy your capital. But if you don't have anything like that and you're kind of like, kind of like still like a newbie or like everyone's investing right now, it's like, what do you look at? And then you kind of like look at the news and everyone's talking about all these hot stocks like Zoom and Tesla because they just keep going up and that, that's what makes the news. And then you kind of like get drawn into that direction, like part of the herd and you invest in that. But then you don't really know if long term is going to work out well. But I mean, if you made 2000% this year, it's not too bad still, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But then over the long term, it, it, yeah. it can't, you can't win all the time like that. Yeah. 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 So I think that's the, that's, so that's what the lesson you've, you've seen for yourself this year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what about what about you, Victor? So my the the thing that I learned about this year is that actually not all companies are created equal. Okay. So mm -hmm. when the pandemic happens, right? Uh, personally, I always want to have buy the price of the company lower. Okay? So I have a target benchmark that okay, maybe twenty percent drop from the uh, intrinsic value. Then I will look into buy into the the company. Okay. So so we have companies like Mastercard that drop twenty percent or maybe other companies that drop 20%. But there's one particular company, right, like Adobe, right, that I want to buy this company, but the share price didn't really fall, mm. okay? And finally, when it fall, right, it only fall by 10% mm. from the intrinsic value that I've, I've calculated. And and I, I remember at the point of time, I was still thinking, how come this Adobe is not uh, falling, right? So mm. I was discussing with Bruce Min and, and talking about this, and Bruce Min was actually sharing me, you know, that actually, you know, you cannot compare uh, you know, Adobe as compared to Mastercard, even though Mastercard is also recurring, but they are affected by the COVID. But uh, Adobe, right, regardless of what, uh, they are not affected by the COVID. So these companies don't tend to drop as much as uh, Mastercard, which yeah. they drop more than 20%. So in the end, I listened and I think hey, it does make sense, you know. So yeah. I, I actually, you know, I went to bought into uh, Adobe around two, 275. So, but of course, I will say that this is not a mistake because it didn't really happen because mm -hmm. I really buy it because mm -hmm. I talked to Rusmin and Rusmin saved me from that. Mm -hmm. So, so I, tonight did not. Your Rusmin one, okay. Ah. Yeah. So I think this 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 COVID crisis really because if you look at the global financial crisis, right, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of any of the mm -hmm. stocks, right, they will yep. just fall because it's a global financial crisis. But if you look at this COVID, right, some mm -hmm. stocks, right, uh false and some stocks don't really fall because some is affected by COVID and some is not affected by COVID. So mm -hmm. you cannot see crisis in terms of. Uh, 
Uh, you need to understand what kind of crisis yeah, it, they're not and all when, the same yeah and whether yeah. it affects all companies or it only affects certain companies for for in this case i treat it like a global financial crisis i expect all the companies to fall heavily but it's not the case for for this COVID thing yeah, and it really like, makes me think about it right? yeah adobe is kind of like if it's like whether there's COVID or not i think people are still going to be subscribed to creative cloud yeah correct. and use the photoshop and all the other creative yeah. like software that they have yeah. and they are probably on an annual plan as well yeah. So COVID may not have. In yeah. fact, if you have a look at um, Adobe's results, they didn't really get affected by yeah. uh, COVID at all. They yeah. were, and the share price has recovered so much already. Since yeah. then. So actually, if you go and think about it, actually, um, history of stock market crash, right? every history of stock market crash, there's a unique factor to it. So every time when you're at that situation, you need to understand like, okay, if this crash, what were affected? Mm. Right? What is the mainly affected? Do this company get affected during the crash? Right? Yeah. So in this, in this, in this uh, crash, you know, all the tech stocks don't get affected. Mm-hmm. Right, they actually went up. They don't drop a lot. Amazon don't drop a lot. They went up. Stocks like uh, Sengxiong, the supermarket, mm-hmm. they actually went up a lot because everybody is rushing to supermarket. It's right? essential service. You yeah, need right. all that stuff to survive. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But if it's global financial crisis, Sengxiong will just go down. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah. So every yeah. crash is built differently, and you need to understand what what's causing yeah. it. Yeah. So I think that's a great lessons so i mean you, you say it didn't make a mistake but it was a lesson nonetheless yeah correct. because it was kind of made a distinction in the way you like look at certain things and yeah. you're like, oh this is a bit more clear yeah. for yourself so lucky i, I didn't make the mistake <laughs> so yeah so rosmin you get a good meal i guess okay. yeah. <laughs> so you can let him know what, what you want i guess yeah. Yeah. <laughs> expensive, expensive one all right so <laughs> i think we just wanted to share our investment lessons and of course if you have any investment lessons yourself feel free to share them as well so uh, I just want to summarize. So basically, we have an investment lessons for ourselves. Rusmin had a lesson where you have to stick to a system. Yeah. Stick to your target price. Yeah. And when it gets there, you know, just invest your particular trench. So make sure yeah. that you're invested. Mm-hmm. For myself, is the stock market is not the economy. I think the disjunct between, you know, um, COVID deaths and the market going up, it just felt so cold to me that, you know, people were making money as people were dying. So that was... Uh, kind of like eye-opener for me. In a way, I think the market is reacting like six months, yeah. or nine months. Ahead. They've already priced in mm-hmm. all the deaths yeah. that were going to happen. And I think that's, it, it's a bit cold. That's the way mm. capitalism is in a way. That it, this, this is the profit that I'm looking at and it just went up. And that was my lesson. And uh, yeah, so that was quite something for me. For Kenny, it's basically, you know, observing that you must have a watch list of high quality stocks to look that's at. Right. And then when you're ready, just jump right in. And for Victor, it was about, you know, some companies are different and each, each, each crisis is different as well. All right. So if you enjoyed this roundtable discussion, feel free to follow our podcast. And we have a YouTube version of this as well. So if you want to check out our YouTube channel and we have our roundtable discussions with, you know, video, you can see our faces and we have visual aids as well. So once again, thank you for listening in to this uh, roundtable discussion and we'll see you around.